Welcome to The Weather Review, the podcast that is not your typical forecast. Weekly, we look back at weather events that may have made the news in an attempt to explain what happened and why. I'm your host, Gavin White, and I welcome you to this week's Weather Review. Okay, so I'm breaking the norm this week. Instead of covering a topic that happened the previous week, I'm going to cover something that just happened on Monday. Actually, it just happened a few hours before I sat down to record this. It was too good of an event to pass up. Uh, just a lot going on. I want to make sure I got it all in the moment because I know I'm going to forget something if I wait another week to do it for next week. So here we are. On Monday, August the 8th, the East Coast saw widespread potential for severe storms that manifested into hurricane-force wind gusts, widespread squall lines of storms in both the Mid-Atlantic and the South, along with potentially record hail and many, many tornado warnings. Diving right on into this, Monday morning, the Storm Prediction Center um, issued the convective outlook for the day, and it featured the first moderate risk, that's a level 4 out of 5 risk, for severe weather. In the D.C. area in particular, this is the first time this has happened in in D.C. region in over a decade. Uh, the last time, what I saw, the last time it's happened was in 2013. I believe it was for a derecho event that year. So this is this is it's been a bit since it's been a uh, level four out of five risk in the general D.M.V. area. The greatest tornado risk was along Appalachia from eastern Kentucky through northwestern Virginia into southern Pennsylvania. The entirety of the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, stretching beyond Virginia, down into North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, even Georgia, all had a high risk for severe wind, um, including D.C. and most of Virginia having a high chance for significant wind. And that, that would be wind gusts approaching hurricane force levels. So what led for these storms to develop? Um, I'm Real quick, make a quick disclaimer. I'm going to link the graphics I'm referencing as I'm talking about this in the episode description below. So make sure to check that out so you can actually see what I'm discussing. So initially, a warm front moved across the mid-Atlantic into the New England region. This warm front, being warm in nature, drew in a lot of warm, moist air, um, which is a necessity for storm development. You know, that warm air, which is going to cause vertical motion, which is allow condensation. That moist is pretty much fuel. Um, it's going to turn into a lot of precipitable water. So that, that warm front brought in a lot of warm, moist air, concentrated it over the mid-Atlantic region. Um, subsequently, a cold front with some leftover swirls still from Midwestern storms. It traversed southeastward, spanning from Pennsylvania all the way down to the deep south, down to like Louisiana and Texas. It was along this front that storms initially began to develop. Explains why the South did see some severe weather, including a couple of tornado warnings. However, the focus is on the Mid-Atlantic and even further north, um, as this is where the majority of the severe weather risks were for um, for Monday. In addition to this, it's been very humid across the Mid-Atlantic for the last half a week, pretty much. So there's plenty of precipitable water in the atmosphere. There's a lot of water that will very easily uh, transform into rain. This led to the perfect culmination of conditions in this general area. The collected warm, wet air, a cold front, and remnant swirl. All that you needed was convection. And so leading up to the weekend, as far back as Friday, they knew something severe was going to be happening on Monday. just didn't know the extent of it. And so a couple of meteorologists that I, that I follow on Twitter and whatnot were talking back and forth. And pretty much everyone is in agreement that something was going to happen. Just the question was... How bad is it actually going to be? And we wouldn't know until Monday morning came around. And that, that was the case. For things to happen, 
across a good chunk of the region, you needed clear skies. When there's clear skies, when you have conditions for storms present and you have clear skies throughout the day, it's going to allow that sun to get down. It's going to bake the surface. It's going to warm things up down at the surface. Those warmer temperatures are going to lead. Um, well, warm air rises, so having a lot more warmer temperatures, hotter temperatures down at the surface is going to cause more air to rise uh, quicker and quicker, and things will begin to condensate and storms will begin to develop. So that was the question going into Monday evening. They, they weren't 100% certain. Is it going to be clear? therefore leading to rapid storm development, or is it going to be pretty cloudy throughout the, the morning and early afternoon, kind of subduing any storm, still having potential for storms, but subduing the severity of it. And it ended up being the former of the two. There were skies cleared very quickly, allowing the sun's energy to reach the surface, heated the air, causing it to rise quickly, and then suddenly the stage was set. Everything was in motion at that moment. There's concentrated warm, wet air. A cold front is on the way. There's already a little bit of rotation in the mid-Atlantic region. And now suddenly the skies are clear through the morning and afternoon. Things are heating up. Air is starting to rise. Lines of supercell storms developed rapidly, producing strong winds and reported tornadoes from the mid-Atlantic into Pennsylvania. Squall lines formed from these storms, including a bow echo signature that was approaching through the Philly area with very, very strong wind gusts, 60, 65, 70 mile an hour wind gusts up along there. Uh, and that, that bow echo, again, is a solid line of storms with intense winds that cause the, the storms on a radar to fan outward, kind of in the shape of a backward sea. So that's why it's called a bow uh, signature, because it, it looks like a bow. It's a backward sea. So that happened up in Philly. Now, again, I'm not discounting the South. I know the South had very strong storms as well and had a handful of tornadoes as well. I am, for this for this discussion in particular, I am focusing on the Mid-Atlantic and, and the Northern Mid-Atlantic, kind of going into you know Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey area, Virginia to New Jersey region pretty much just because that's where the, the most severity was. That's where they had the highest risk of things. Um, and that's just where a lot more occurred and developed and, and traveled making it a very interesting day for, for forecasters. So that, that's why I've been focusing on, especially up here in the mid-Atlantic, northern mid-Atlantic regions. This is where a lot more was going on. Um, many, many tornado warnings across the area. Many severe thunderstorms. It ended up being a hand, like two, two, I think it was parts of the region saw three rounds of storms go through. The worst being the first round, as that's going to use up the majority of that available storm fuel. But there's still some left over, and there's still that cold front pushing through. So there was subsequent rounds that followed that that led to additional storm development, more warnings, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it was a very chaotic event. I don't want to say chaotic, but it, it was a event. There was a lot going on in it, but it leads to the question, some question, if the, the validity of the risks going into the day. I want to mean by that it was, it was a very active day along the East Coast. There's no denying that. And the warnings were brilliant having all this discussion and actually news agencies talking about this going into Monday um, was likely saved lives in some regions where it was really bad and allowed people to actually be aware of what's going on. But the questions to be discussed in the near future uh, pertaining to whether or not this was an overreaction at preemptive severity risk by the Storm Prediction Center. There were huge swaths, particularly in south-central south Virginia, um, that were included in the extended marginal risk and uh, significant wind risk that really did not see that. Now, again, I gotta, you have to keep in mind, I have to keep in mind, too, that these when they issue these risks, it's the potential for it. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. It just says, hey, if it's going to happen, it's very likely to happen here. 
something to keep in mind. And the other thing that they're likely doing with the severity and the potential for the severity um, of what transpired on Monday is, especially now more than ever, people get the weather just from the apps. And the weather apps are not that reliable. They're really not. Um, for, for active days like this, it's imperative to be watching the local meteorologist if if your area is affected, which is honestly kind of leads me to suspect that that's why they aired on the side of caution just to get people talking about this going into Mondays. People were aware maybe people would pay attention to their, their local meteorologists who are going to be able to give a lot more um, accurate forecasts compared to the weather app, which says it's supposed to be sunny all day, which was not true. Um, but I'm not going to dive into that anymore. Needless to say, it's a very active day along the East Coast. Questions, uh, which will be discussed in the near future within the community, pertaining to whether or not it was an overreaction um, of preemptive severity risk by the Snort Prediction Center. That's not something I'm getting into. Arguments can be made either way, but I'm not diving into it any further. That's a conversation for a different day. This was the weather review for August 7th's widespread severe weather event. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the content or commentary, please consider leaving a rating so others can also find this podcast. Enjoy your week and keep your eyes on the skies.